You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Boutique medicine or concierge medicine has garnered increased media attention in the past few years as it continues to grow nationwide and as the healthcare crisis deepens. The concept of concierge medicine has been accused of promoting a two-tiered health system that favors the wealthy, limits the number of physicians to care for those who cannot afford it, and burdens the middle and lower class with a higher cost of insurance. Critics contend that physicians who choose this route are often seeking a more lucrative, less busy lifestyle. Many physicians state that they might not even be treating patients at all if they hadn't made the switch to concierge medicine. Many doctors are becoming so disillusioned with primary care that they are quitting altogether. So is it a good thing or not? Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and today I'm talking with Dr. Gary Schaffel. Gary is a board-certified internist and lipidologist in private practice for 10 years and managing partner of Forward Focus, a six-month-year-old concierge practice in Lake Forest, Illinois. Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks, Larry. Glad to be here. It's been six months, Gary. Is your practice walking and talking yet? Things are going really well. I'm at least as busy as I was prior to making the change and enjoying it that much more. So why did you make the change? What was the deciding factor or what was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak? Well, I found myself working endlessly and doing a lot of administrative work. The quality of the care that I was providing continued to be excellent, but I felt that the satisfaction I was getting from it was at an all-time low. I had to see more and more patients, get less and less in-depth with the problems I was dealing with, and it just was incredibly unsatisfying. It sounds like it was not a financial decision. It was an emotional one. Absolutely. Financially, I was doing okay, but that was mainly because I was doing such a high volume of work every day. Gary, I know you. I know you before you were in concierge medicine. You were extremely busy and extremely dedicated to your patients and spent all day and night working. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you are still working all day and night, going out on a limb for your patients. And so the only thing that's changed is you're a little better reimbursed now. I think you're right. I mean, I am very dedicated to my patients, and that was one of the main frustrations with the traditional practice model was that I could not give the kind of time to my patients that I wanted to. I, I was forced to keep moving very fast, and if I did not move fast, there was just an s- overwhelming onslaught of paperwork and other nonsense that I had to do. Now, it's not even the money. It's the fact that I see half the number of patients every day, and I can sit there with them and solve problems, make diagnoses, coordinate care, and take care of patients the way they should be taken care of. Tell me a diagnosis you've made in the last few weeks that you think you might have missed prior if you didn't have the time to spend with somebody. Well, it's not that now, you know, I can sit there and diagnose acromegaly, but at this point I can manage a lot of the more common things, the fatigue and the difficult pain And I can get patients to understand why they're having these problems. And just that communication and understanding helps them feel better. I also have a lot more time to work on prevention. With my interest in cardiac prevention, I have a lot more time to do that with younger patients. When did you decide that you wanted to chuck the the mainstream style of practice? What you know, was it six months ago? Was it a year ago? Was it a fantasy from five years ago that you just took a while to build up to taking the plunge? I had been at the American College of Physicians meeting in 2001, and I was introduced to the people at MDVIP, 
which is the consulting company that transitions doctors. And uh, that was where I first heard about the concept, and I've, I've had a close friend who did it in about 2003, and he has done very well, and he's a lot happier and more satisfied. It was probably 12 months ago that I said, I've got to do something different. I've heard the MD VIP propaganda. They've come out and met with me, and I've gone to meetings. I know some doctors that have used MD VIP. It seems to me that they get a lot of money, specifically about $250,000 a year for a few years, to hold your hand. So I know you didn't use MDVIP, and and what would you recommend to somebody out there thinking of going concierge? I used a company called Special Docs, and they have a website, which is specialdocs.com, which is a smaller consultant who comes in to help make the transition. Now, the key thing is you definitely need someone not just that knows the ins and outs and the little nuances of making the transition, but that can keep the process moving forward. Because there's six months there where you've got to hit certain milestones in terms of putting your letter together, communicating with patients, getting phone calls from those patients who are asking a lot of questions. You need somebody to coordinate all that It's while you're having to keep up with your day-to-day practice duties. You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and today I'm with Dr. Gary Schaffel, internist extraordinaire and director of Forward Focus, a concierge practice in Lake Forest, Illinois. Gary, what was the most difficult part of the process of converting from normal to boutique? Uh, the most difficult part was that from the time your letter comes out until day one of the practice and beyond, actually, long conversations with people that you have to now find time to do about why you're doing this. And some difficult conversations uh, with people who don't understand or philosophically are opposed to it. There were some difficult conversations. But, you know, with the right consultant, I didn't have to do any of the administrative stuff, which was fantastic. What did you end up telling your patients? I told my patients that I'm dedicated to medicine, I'm dedicated to being a doctor, and I'm dedicated to doing it right. And that medicine is broken, and that primary care in particular is broken for a number of reasons, and I'm dedicated to doing it right. And that means taking the time, being service-oriented, getting you in to see the doctor and communicate with the doctor according to your needs, not mine. I really put it more in terms of their needs than my needs. What happened to all of these refugees from the Schaffel practice? I had three partners in my old practice who absorbed a lot. There were several other doctors in the area who were looking for new patients who absorbed a lot. There were people who moved geographically to different practices. But there was definitely a period of time, which is still ongoing, but certainly in the first three months, where former patients or who hadn't heard or hadn't made a decision as to where to go yet, uh, I had to care for them. All right, let's get into the nuts and bolts of it. This is the business of medicine, so let's talk business, Gary. How much does it cost me if I want to have you as my physician for a year? I decided to break it down by age because I thought that that was important in terms of keeping younger patients who I'm interested in in terms of cardiac prevention. Over 40, it's $1,600 a year. And under 40 is 900 Under 30 is 300 What do I get for my annual fee? What's, what's included in that, and do I get an oil change? The concierge services are the fee. There's still the medical services that are coded the same way that they've always been, hypertension, high cholesterol. 
And there has to be a distinction between those two things. So the concierge services, you get priority scheduling and priority access in terms of my email address and my cell phone, longer appointments. There's a whole electronic infrastructure that we've come up with that's included in the concierge program in terms of not just electronic medical records, but putting electronic data on flash drives that you carry around with you. Website will have accessibility, exclusive accessibility, that kind of thing. You brought up exclusive accessibility and the fact that you've given out your email and your phone number to your patients. So is it being abused? Are they calling you in the middle of the night for a stub toe? My patients have not called me in the middle of the night for stub toes, but I have been called in the middle of the night for medical emergencies at outside hospitals. And you're the same tired and irritable a lot of times that you were before, but you know that you're now in a service business and you have to provide service when people need you. So you have to be willing to give of yourself in that way. Has your wife or children noticed any differences in your attitude, in your availability? Are you able to get to the softball games now? Absolutely. My schedule has more flexibility. And my priority is to get home earlier, although if I wanted to work till 8 o'clock at night, I I could. I'm home every night before 6 o'clock, which was unheard of before. It does not take me 36 hours to decompress between Friday evening and Sunday morning before I feel human again. Gary, I have trouble getting patients to come in for a second or third visit because they don't want to pay their $20 copay. So I'm curious how you were able to do it and... Is it just that you're a much better doctor than me? My patients who understand my philosophy understand that I'm very proactive and that I want them in my office frequently because the more I know them, the better care I can provide, and the more aware of their situation I am, uh, the better care I can provide. So, you know, you have people who have to see your passion. They have to understand that you're not doing this for you, even though you are. You're doing it for them. And you're going to be a better doctor for them. They're going to see the value in that. It's definitely a win-win. I see it. It's good for you. It's good for them. I don't see a downside. I don't have a problem with a two-tier system. The world is two-tiered. You do get what you pay for. It seems if someone was to give up their Frappuccino daily, that would cover your, your annual fee. Probably the most common thing that I got where it was at all uncomfortable was the people, let's say they're 35 to 50. And they're like, Doc, I come to see you once a year. I'm not going to come for a $1,600 visit. And that came up frequently. And some people, yeah, it isn't worth it because they do come once a year. And maybe from a medical perspective, they don't need to come any more than that. But there are other people who come once a year who really need to be there four times a year. So there's a way of getting these people in and involved in a, I see it like it's a health club. It's a true health club. And we can talk about uh, all kinds of issues in their lives. It's not the money. It's the value. And, and people have to, they have to see the value to it. I mean, the downside is that now instead of having this kind of like, I'm an overburdened doctor, take what you can get, it's 20 bucks, this is all I can give you for 20 bucks, now you're being paid and you have to hop to when they need you. And you have to be willing to make them understand that you are there for them when they need you, not when you're ready to be needed. Gary, one last question. Should every internist do it if they have the means to do it and the the patients with the proper demographics? Would you say definitely go for it or it's not for everyone? If you're the type of internist who is willing to be old-fashioned in the sense that you're willing to give of yourself and you're willing to put yourself on the line 
a little bit more and not create barriers? Absolutely. I mean, it has renewed my enthusiasm for medicine. It has taken a lot of that tension and stress out of my life. I can get excited about things that in the past seemed just frivolous and mundane. And I can really sit down and say, you know, for this fatigue and this back pain, I can really sit here and, number one, try to get someone to feel better about it, try to understand it better, and really make an impact. And I, and I never felt that way before. Gary, I wish you the best of luck in your new practice. And I'd like to thank you for coming in today and teaching us a little bit about concierge practices. You've been listening to The Business of Medicine on XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments or suggestions, let me know what you think of the show and any ideas you may have for future shows. Send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thanks for listening.